Hello and welcome, and hello to Penis Tuesdays. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper, and I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening, the show where no one cares, the show where every episode's the last episode. Today, I am joined by a cosmetic surgeon, a plastic surgeon, who his patients call Dr. Penis. I'm not sure if he approves of that name or what. We're going to find out. His name is Dr. Norman Rowe. He lives here in New York. And if you're curious about penis injections, this guy has something to sell you. And that thing is penis injections. Supposed to make it bigger. And according to the doctor who does it, very safe. taping so let's jump in you are more affectionately called dr penis is that a name that you gave yourself is that a name that other people call you how did that name come to be uh that was a name given to me by my patients actually i've come to embrace that name uh in uh in high school i was probably called worse and i guess you could be called worse now but you know what if it's i think it's a term of admiration by my patients that's you know everyone's got to be known for something and i'm known for penis augmentations i'm a doctor so they started calling me Dr. Penis, and it stuck. I guess in, in high school, you could have said, well, at least I'm a doctor. <laughs> I yeah. am really interested in penis injections. And of course, I'm asking for a friend. Uh, I have a friend. <laughs> Everyone's got that friend. I'm asking for a friend who's likely to come in for a consultation who happens to look and sound like me. But I've heard that actual cosmetic surgery where you like, I don't know, do an extension of some sort or you uh, you have some sort of implant which can happen, that's pretty invasive. But then the new thing that isn't invasive and isn't risky, apparently, is injections. So do you want to tell me a bit about them? Absolutely. I'll kind of tell you my quick uh, talk that I usually give uh, novice patients who are coming in for that. A lot of patients will ask me, you know, do you have, um, you know, tell me a little bit of something about penis augmentations. Generally, you can augment two aspects of the penis, the length and the girth. Uh, Traditional way to augment the length is a surgical procedure in which you cut a ligament at the base of the penis. You make an incision. It is surgery. It is invasive. You cut a ligament. The problem with cutting that ligament is the function of that ligament is to bring the penis up to about 45 degrees when you're erect. If you cut the ligament, you will gain a little, you will gain an inch and a half, two inches in length. However, you do it at the expense of whenever someone's erect, it's downward facing, which makes intercourse a little bit more difficult. Um, so what I like to do is uh, I, I stay away from that procedure and I augment the penis with fillers or injectables. Now, even, even uh, you can, and that generally can augment two things. To a greater extent, it augments the girth or the circumference of the penis, and it'll also give you a little bit of length also, just by the mere fact of stretching the penis. A lot of people, there are some doctors out there to augment girth. They'll actually make an incision at the base of the penis. Again, it's a surgical procedure in which you put cadaver skin and wrap it around kind of like an onion skin around and around and around kind of like the rings of a tree until you get to the girth you want again that's invasive i'm not a big fan of that i augment mainly for um, um uh, for girth and you do get length with injectables there are a variety of different injectables you can use they vary based on how long they last and whether or not they are reversible fillers can last anywhere from two 
to three to five years, depending on what filler you want. Generally, the longer acting fillers um, are fillers that once you put them in, they're in. You can't remove them. Whereas the shorter acting ones, the high hyaluronic acids, hydroxyapatite fillers, those last short amount of time, a year and a half to two years. However, if for any reason someone doesn't like them, you can always give a shot and take it out. Whereas the long acting fillers, you cannot. So most of uh, most of my novice patients who've never had anything before, I'll inject with something that for any reason I need to uh, remove it, I can't. Although to be perfectly honest, in the last seven years I've been doing this, 10 years I've been doing this, I've never had to really reverse it. Most people are happy with the results. I think it's probably more the insurance policy. We get really square, scared when altering our genitals. And, you know, at least I know a peace of mind. I can get it reversed if I want. Exactly, which is more than most things you can do in plastic surgery. Once you get it, you get it. I do get a lot of questions about the P-shot. I don't know if you heard your uh, listeners heard of that. No. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. The, the P-shot, and, and, and what that is, is basically, it's a phallus shot, they call it, or the P-shot. It involves injecting PRP, platelet-rich plasma, which is found in your blood. Platelets are in your blood. You take, you take a small sample of blood, you spin it down, you get the pure platelets. And the one thing about platelets is when injected in tissue, they are healing. They attract a healing factor. So if someone's got uh, uh, an issue with the function of the penis, PRP is good. Now that's separate and distinct from the pure cosmetic role of fillers. So some men ask me, can I get PRP to give me girth and length? It's sort of a waste of PRP. PRP is mainly used and best used for someone who maybe has erectile dysfunction, ED. It helps heal things. It helps. I mean, if you think about it, the penis is basically a big blood vessel. When you're erect, the blood vessel fills up when, or a balloon. When you're erect, it fills up. When you're flaccid, it goes away. So if someone's got a problem with that drainage system, for lack of a better term, in the penis, they're going to have a problem with erections. So if you can fix the drain or unclog the drain, you'll fix, you could potentially fix someone's erectile dysfunction. And that's kind of where PRP comes in. So PRP works great for ED, not so much for volume. It's a waste for volume. It only la- if you use it for volume, it only lasts three months. There are some patients, however, who want both and who need both. They have ED and they want to increase their girth. So that's kind of my general outline and guide with people. Uh, we do, you can do both. Uh, generally the Filler patient or the one who wants girth is any age group where generally the ED person is someone in their mid-40s on up. So you're talking a lot about why patients might want certain things. And I kind of want to get behind that, right? Because when I think of penis enlargement, I'm actually fine with my erect size, but my non-erect size is like tiny. And I do a lot of bohemian stuff where I'm naked around a lot of other people. So when I think I want to get an injection, it's like I want to show off to other people but I'm having no problems in the bedroom with this sort of stuff. I, I would not get this procedure, but if I were, that is why. And it makes me ask the question, what's the reason a lot of people get these things? I imagine it's not just sex. To, your, to answer your question, even when, uh, obviously, it, it, the injections make the penis bigger when erect and when flaccid. So men, when they're flaccid, even with the injections, they're, as they say, they tell me their package is bigger especially in the bathing suit. In the summertime, it gets really busy. A lot of men kind of, you know, here in New York, well, a lot of people run out to the Hamptons or on the beach and things like that. And there's a big party scene. And the thing you may not want, you know, not everyone wants, uh, may see your, uh, get, see the patient's erect penis. But when even in the flaccid, men wanted something that maybe 
catches people's eyes. So it, it does, it, it carries through whether someone's erect or whether they're flaccid, you do get an increase in size. As far as why they use it, um, let me give you some demographics about my patients. About 25% of them are uh, um, uh, identified male, uh, homosexual. About 75% are heterosexual. About 75% are single or recently divorced. 25% are married. That's kind of my demographic. So, and age groups, I get men coming in in their mid 20s on up. So, this procedure really transects ages, socioeconomic, marital status, sexual orientation. It is for anybody who wants a larger um, penis, erect, or flaccid. Does it improve someone's sexual experience? Most literature has shown, yes, it does. It's, it improves the sexual experience for the male and their partner. So in that regards, it's sort of a win-win. In the regards of, will you be larger, flaccid, and erect? Yes, so it's a win-win. It's a non-operative procedure. It can last anywhere, depending on what you want, from two to five years. It's a win-win. So if you look at it across the boards, in my opinion, augmentation with filler is win-win, win-win, win-win. Well, that sounds like somebody needs to win. So what are your patients, uh, when they come back for repeat procedures or when you run into them years later, what are they saying? Like, what, what are the reviews on this? Are people generally happy with it? They, it made no difference. They're unhappy with it. What's the response? The vast majority of patients are happy. The vast majority of my patients do come back. Um, I have patients, uh, and, and obviously to a certain extent, a filler or the basic filler that we use, hyaluronic acid, um, you know, it, it, it can uh, sometimes with, um, you know, it, 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 it gives someone just a, a much better, it, it boosts their confidence, I guess, is what I'm saying. I have most of our patients come back. I have patients who come back. And again, depending on someone's anatomy, depending on someone's physical exam, you can start. The fillers come in one milliliter or one cc syringes. And you can start anywhere between 10, 11, 12, 15 cc's per session. I have guys come in who will get a, a session of 15 cc's. Let things kind of settle in, come back a couple weeks later, three weeks later, get another 10 or whatever, just to kind of top off the tank. Or I have the guys who come in who are going on vacation in a couple of weeks and they'll kind of want to like uh, get, get ready for vacation. I have men who are walking around with probably a total after two or three visits here of 30, 40, even 50 cc's. Wow, that sounds like a lot of cc's. I've got an 800 cc motorcycle. I'm not trying to show off or anything. What? It's um it, it it is a lot of CCs uh, and obviously that depends on the anatomy. Someone has to be able to pull that off. And obviously, if someone's anatomy wasn't quite up to that, we'd go with a little bit less. We do whatever fits the person. And uh, a lot of so as far to answer your question, most of our patients are re repeat customers. Um, why do they do it? The single person entering the uh, the uh, single scene again. I do get the pe uh, people. I had a. A few patients, he was, they were probably, you know, they're very tall, 6'2", 6'4", 6'5", and he goes, you know, if women see me at 6'6", or whatever, and they expect a big penis, you know, so he goes, I, you know, and so the tall guys are quite, you know, they're repeat customers. I do have the patients who come in, it's kind of heartbreaking, the ones who are penis shamed by their exes, and uh, they're kind of moving on or trying to move on, but uh, there is such a thing as penis shaming, Sure. and, uh, and I, I get that. So I guess the demographics of the person who is looking to do this really transcends and transects all 
geographic sexual orientation lines. I once got a great compliment from my girlfriend. Uh, you mentioned that athlete who was six four. I'm more like four six. No, I'm I'm five. <laughs> I'm five six, and I'm not huge. But she said you have a very good penis to body ratio, which I took as a great compliment for a short guy. But I guess that pressure applies if you're very tall. You're expected to have a reasonable penis to body ratio. Yeah. So any side effects? Any negative uh, outcomes that you've you've observed? People always ask that. It, uh, as far as the filler, which increases the uh, length and girth, no side effects really, other than uh, increasing your uh, a good side effect, which is increasing your. Uh, it'll even increase your libido. Uh, it, it'll in, you know increase your 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 stamina. It'll increase your confidence. Um, no sex for a week after the injection. I do give antibiotics for about three days after the injection because you are injecting into the penis, which is not necessarily the cleanest uh, organ in the body. Um, you can get some bruising. In about 5% of patients, you can get what I call the lumpy bumpy, which is, you know, sometimes you get a little bulge in one area where you don't want it, which is easily to take care of. Come in, we take it and check the other side, but easy to take care of. Um, a lot of people ask me, will it affect my ability to have children? If you haven't had children, no, it will not. This is a purely cosmetic procedure. As far as the PRP, PRP or the P shot, uh, no real side effect to that other than hopefully treating ED. The P shot, though, you have to repeat. Uh, you have to do it once every three weeks, every four weeks for the first two to three months. And then you want to maintain it once every six months to once every year because just like any pipe that got clogged that you opened up, it can re-clog. So you want to keep that uh, kind of, as I gave the pipe analogy, you want to keep that pipe open. So any side effects, no real major ones. Got it. And the cost of these procedures, what can it range from? It depends on how, how greedy someone is, how big they want to be. <laughs> it depends. Uh, I mean, I had some, I had a, my female patients. I mean, I don't know if I can say this in front of your listeners, but I guess, uh, I guess I'm going to give it a shot. No, it's a podcast. You can be vulgar. Whatever you want to do, let's do it. I, I found it hilarious. One of my patients says, you know, you should have like a penis scale. She goes, after my extensive years of dating, this is how I, I gauge it. She goes, um, starts off as a weenie. Then you become a penis. Then you are a, uh, a, a dick. Then the next step up is cock. And then when you're after a certain level, you're a porn star. So it really depends if you want to be a porn star or a weenie. Where does schlong fit in there? I got to know. You know, I didn't even think about that, but I guess that's more of a New York. Also, as a Jew, I feel like there should be a separate scale for Jews, you know, like <laughs> what's a cough for Jews should be like a very small penis for a normal guy. <laughs> and actually, that's interesting. I mean, I, I like I said, I get all types. I even get, I mean, it's very popular. We got, I mean, I have patients who are in the adult movie industry come in that's a they're the, they want the porn star yeah that's i mean that's part of the job that's a tool for your job <laughs> yeah that's a tax write-off you know <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like i got a good overview i honestly i feel like i came in for a consultation which is great i got all the info you pretty much did i want to talk a little bit about you how does one go from being a you know a young student doctor like a like a young guy who's got his whole life ahead of me who knows what i'll specialize in to Dr. Penis. Like, how does that, how do you get into this? You know, it sort of just happens. It's called life. You know, you fall into your niche. I mean, everyone has their niche. There's the, there's, I'm sure there's the, just like on the uh, Seinfeld episodes, there's the, there's the ass doctor. There's got to be the, uh, I'm, uh, there's got to be the face doctor. I'm the penis doctor. You kind of do something, you get good at it. 
you're known for it. And next thing you know, you're Dr. Penis. But surely you did it for a first time. Like, how do you dabble in this to the point where you become an expert? Oh, yeah, I did it for a first time. You read about it. You say, well, you know, I've used these fillers for years and years in people's hands, in their faces, in their lips, in their noses. I've used it all over the body. You know, you can pretty much augment, which is basically what this is, penile augmentation. You can pretty much augment just about anything with a filler. So one day I was kind of saying, why not the schlong? Yeah. So, uh, and so that was seven years ago. And I had a patient who was talking about who didn't want to go through surgery. Actually, it was a friend of mine. And he was talking, he was, all, he was set up to go through the surgery to, you know, have the, uh, uh, the, the layering around the, the penis, the onion skin, as I, as I gave the analogy before. I said, why are you even doing this? And he goes, he goes I said, you know, you, your girlfriend, she wants, she goes, no, she's pretty happy and I'm all okay. But he goes, who couldn't use an extra inch or two? <laughs> and I said, you know. <laughs> Can we inject these into my head to give me a few inches of height? Is, will it work like that? <laughs> You know, the, some of the, uh, some of the, you, you can't, the only time you inject in the, you can inject it into the feet, not so much to give you height, but if some people have like a painful, you know, have a low arch or something like that and the arches bother them or they have a exceedingly high arch, you can't do it in the foot. But as far as height, no, but, and, you know, he's right. You know, who couldn't use an extra inch or two? And that was my first patient. And from there, it was gangbusters. So you were getting into cosmetic procedures before you got into this. That seems like a logical progression. You weren't, you weren't like a, you weren't an ear, nose, and throat doctor. And then all of a sudden, I'm going for the dick. Yeah, yeah. I was very, very, very. I'm, I'm a trained, board certified plastic surgeon. Um, I, uh, I was, I'm very, very comfortable in cosmetic procedures, surgical and non-surgical. I've been using fillers for 10, 12 years before that. I knew what I could do, what I couldn't do. I knew I was pretty, you know, if it works in the nose or in the lips, why not the penis? And then uh, then you do kind of as an aside, I know we're talking about the penis, but you do get the couples who come in who want the penis filler and the woman wants the labial filler. Do you get the group rate for that? Yeah, it, 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 it's the Valentine's Day special. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh, but I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, why not? You know, you could spend, let your money make you happy. Yeah, I think as long as you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. I got tattoos; those are pretty permanent, and my mother, my mother's not happy about them. Some people get matching tattoos, his and her tattoos, a his and her locket. Other people get their genitalia augmented. Funny you should mention my tattoo on my arm matches one on my ex-wife's uh, uh, breast, but it is a sign up. And I guess though the filler is a little bit easier to reverse than a tattoo if you break it. You know what? I don't regret it. I don't. People ask me, do I regret? It? I mean, I regret what I did in the marriage and all the mistakes I made and that it fell apart. Mm. But I don't regret the tattoo. Uh, you know, it's just it is what it is. Even though we don't really speak, not important. Here I am dragging you into my life. <laughs> what interested you into uh, being a plastic surgeon uh, from the get-go? Then. Honestly, I've always wanted to be a plastic surgeon. I felt I, I, from a little, from being a little kid, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I knew I wanted to be a surgeon. I knew I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. In fact, somewhere in my parents' home, there's a picture of me on first grade, what you want to be day with a going to school in a little pair of scrubs. I remember my mom taking that picture. I always wanted to do that. Why plastic surgery? I love the freedom in med that plastic surgery gives you. In, in, in medicine, a lot of medicine, I'm not gonna say all of it, but a lot of medicine is algorithmic. You know, if someone has A, then you do B. When it goes to B, if it's yes, you go left. If you go right, you know, it's very algorithmic, very little room for personal interpretation. Plastic surgery is not like that. If you have, a, if you have uh, six plastic surgeons and a patient problem, you've got, you'll get 
10 different uh, answers. So it's very much, uh, it, it, it's, there's a lot of room for your personality and your skill set. There's no, there's no right way. There's a, a different ways to do things. There's a lot more than different one way to skin a cat, I guess, so to speak. And that's, I mean, and that's one of the reasons. Another reason I enjoy and I love, I'm not any good, but I love art. I love to, I love to draw. Um, and, and that's a passion and I'll just always love it. I love, I love modern art. I love collecting art. I love, I love looking at something and trying to imagine what the artist was thinking about when he painted it. What was his mindset like? What was he thinking? And do I get that feeling? So, uh, you know, I just love the freedom. I love to be able to express myself and I get that fully. And I love medicine. I love being a doctor. I'm, I'm lucky and I'm blessed to do this. And plastic surgery kind of fills all those, checks all those boxes. I hear it. I'm just, it's hard for me to visualize because I have what's called aphantasia. I don't have a visual memory. I can't picture things in terms of images in my mind. And maybe that's why I like the spoken format. Maybe that's why I like radio, music, these kinds of things. But I hear what you're saying. It's just, it's hard for me to, to visualize it. Yeah, I just want to know a little bit about how you, why you enjoy what you do and something fun about it. Maybe something unexpected uh, that you can tell us about the job. Let me tell you, I, I can give that to you in a little uh, story. Uh, years and years ago, I had this patient come in. She came in with her mom. She must have been about 16 years old, a minor. And she, it was July, I remember, because it, it was hot. It was a hot July here in New York. And with a sweatshirt all the way down. And again, that's, this is not really with talking about the penis, but this is why plastic surgery is so gratifying. So she comes in and she... You know, she's an average, you know, five foot two, uh, five foot two inch uh, girl, you know, 120 pounds, but triple D F breast. Very, 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 very large. Ever since she said she was 13 years old, she was a girl with the boobs. And it, to the extent where she was very self-conscious, she couldn't participate in sports, couldn't go shopping with her girlfriends, buy tops, this and that. And um, and she also wanted her uh, nose. She had a you know a, a large nose. She wanted that done. So we did. I did a breast lift and reduction on her, and I did a rhinoplasty. I saw her in the office post op. I happened to run. I was at the beach maybe a year later, a year and a half later, and I saw the girl. And I obviously I never I never acknowledge anyone outside the office as far as a patient. You know you, you can't do that. But I saw her, and she saw me, and she recognized me, and I recognized her. And she was sitting on the beach on a chair on the beach talking to two guys erupting with confidence i mean so that moment that describes why i went into plastic surgery is extremely gratifying i mean it is life-changing surgery it is a lot of surgery what we what surgeons do and again i'm, I'm trained in general surgery a lot of surgeons with a, what a lot of surgery that a lot of surgeons do is, is physical you have a broken bone you put it together you have a, a bleed somewhere you take care of it plastic surgery to a large extent, is surgery of the soul. It kind of lifts someone up. And that is why I went into plastic surgery. Wow. I mean, this is, uh, I feel like there's certain negative stereotypes, maybe less nowadays, uh, but in the past, there was very negative stereotypes about plastic surgery. And the way you're explaining it to me just completely flips all those on its side. You know, there's negative stereotypes. If you look for them, you'll find them. There's negative, there's good and bad in everything. Medicine, plastic surgery, politics, uh, anything. Um, and I tell my patients, you know, they say, you know, I, yeah, I read about this. I read about this. I said, you know, if you go on the internet and read about things, it's usually the negatives, not the positives. So there's stereotypes, obviously TV and certain reality shows didn't help the plastic surgeon stereotype, but at the end of the day, we're still doctors and, and our, and the ultimate thing we want to do is help our patients and obviously, uh, do no harm. 
I'm picturing myself in your office and I would be the most annoying patient because I would have a thousand questions for you. I would be emailing you after the operation. I imagine because you're working with such a sensitive area, people's anxiety levels are very heightened. How do you deal with those, as we say in Yiddish, nudnik or annoying patients? You know what? For the most part, um, first of all, any there's no nudnik patients. I mean, I, if I was getting something done to my, uh, to my penis, I'd ask a million questions too. I'd actually, I'd ask a million questions about just about any medical procedure. Um, is, so as far as the nudnik, that's what I'm here for. That's part of it. You know, you want to answer a question and the patient who asks those questions are the ones that you like working on and dealing on because you've covered everything. It's a patient who doesn't ask a lot of questions that I have to kind of go over things with them because they are not asking questions or not at least not asking the right questions. That being said, the vast, honestly, 50 a good chunk of our patients, 50 or 60 percent of our patients, boy, they hit the door and come in and they, I don't care. I, you know, I give them, I, I talk to them pretty much a lot. I spoke to you and they say, let's do it. You know, they, they are just, you know, they check off the box. They, they say, they sign up and we do it. So uh, there are a lot of, there are some patients who are, who think about it. Most of the patients do it on the first consult. I do get about 20% who come back. Yeah. I thought about it. I want to do it. But the majority of them say, all right, I'm, I'm, you, you're, you uh, convinced me, sign me up. Let's do it right now. All right. Well, look, I just happen to be in New York. Uh, so I'm asking for a friend <laughs> and maybe some of our listeners, where is your office and where can we find out more about you? Thank you very much. Well, listen, I have uh, I have an office on uh, 820 Park Avenue. Um, it's 75th and Park. I also have offices in Plainview, Long Island, for your other for your Long Island listeners. I have an office in the Hamptons. I have offices in New Jersey, uh, in uh, Montclair, New Jersey, Plainview. New, I'm sorry, Montclair, uh, Cherry Hill, and Red Bank, New Jersey. So I have offices all over. There's no excuse for someone not to do it. You can give us a call at two one two six two eight. 7300 or just look me up at roplasticsurgery.com make your appointment we can even do virtual consults i've done a lot of virtual since pandemic we've kind of instituted a large virtual uh, patient population and you at least see if you're interested and although i get that a lot for women who are interested in you know breast or whatever most of my most of my penis augmentations are probably not virtual those are in office that'd be kind of hard to send photos of that you really don't want to get uh, a lot of men get a little antsy about sending dick pics oh so those dick pics i sent you before the interview <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you again. All this asking for a friend, Dr. Norman Rowe. Send your friend in. <laughs> Norman, I really appreciate this. It was a lot of fun and kind of informative too. I hope it was. It was fun for me too. I appreciate your time and uh, and uh, love your podcast. And uh, thank you. I want to thank all your listeners. All right, there he goes, Dr. Penis. Penis. <laughs> 